0: It's Thierry Henry. He scored. He scored for Arsenal in the
1: bottom looks That's a shoving. Giroud played <laughs> it in the middle. Ahead again. And Ramsey arriving, and Arsenal
0: are back in.
1: Hello and welcome back to another episode of a very, a very happy episode of the Arsenal Editor podcast. We, we won, we won another game, it's another three points, it's another great home victory, it's against another good team and we, we can't really seem to stop winning. Life, life seems pretty good. Um, we've got Liverpool around the corner so we'll see what happens but to chew the fat and to go through everything, we've got Fred. How are you doing Fred? Hello, hello, all good, all good. Uh, how are you, Toby? I'm good, I'm good. Calling away from Sweden, no less, as well. Exactly, exactly.
0: Uh, so I got to see, see the game with uh, uh, Freddie Jungberg as, as the expert to the
1: game, so that was lovely. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure. Sit, sitting in the same room as him, as I imagine, Not he wasn't commentating, right? Yeah. He just sat next to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so we were watching it together. It was pretty nice. <laughs> nice, nice. It's quite dark outside where you are
0: it is, it is. That sense. Uh, it's uh, it's actually it's kind of turning around now but uh, but yeah uh, i mean seven o'clock here in sweden uh, this time of the
1: year it will be dark uh, of course it's seven o'clock where you are i mm-hmm. uh, see it's six o'clock it's still pretty light out here. i can see the emirates mm-hmm. people are still dancing on the roof that's not true that's not true I'm, I'm lying they're not dancing on the roof but um but it was good what game hey eh? i mean look we've, we've come away with three points how, how did you feel yeah, I mean, lovely.
0: Another three points. Another big, big performance from uh, from Thomas Partey. Uh, another big performance from basically the whole offensive uh, of of the part. Uh, so I mean, Saka uh, uh, Martinelli, all of them doing doing a good job now nowadays.
1: Yeah, it was really good, and it was like kind of like fun, wasn't it? Like it's really good to see us actually playing enjoyable, exciting football, which we were kind of starved of for so long but yesterday even it was just 2-0 but it, the way we were playing just felt like everything was clicking it was like very evident that all of these players are just this is completely on the same wavelength i don't know how this this might not last forever this might not be a consistently upward trajectory but it really feels like they're just in the groove and it's a it's a good time to be playing liverpool next this week i suppose but um yeah i, I actually i went to the game and I'll tell you what the atmosphere again was electric. Um, it was a Sunday evening, so it, it was you know under the lights. After a, after about twenty minutes, you know, and um, it uh, it certainly was good. And you got the good feeling in the crowd before the game started. We started with high energy. Obviously, got the early goal and everything. But um, no, it was a, again a, a, another special atmosphere at the Emirates, um, which I'm sure we we can go into. Um, but you look at the game itself. What, is there anything surprising to you about the? I mean the starting line-up I suppose the, the only difference really was that Emil Smith Rowe was on the bench.
0: Mm, mm. Yeah, I mean uh, as you said as well I mean the the, the atmosphere went through my telly as well uh mm. like in the I think it was around 65 65th minutes where where they sang like stand up for the Arsenal mm-hmm. and that was just that was just crazy. Uh, yeah. That was just crazy. But I mean uh, to the match uh we've started very well I'd say. Uh, And then just just before the goal, and and just after the goal, uh, we had great pressure on them. Uh, And then finally, uh, with the goal, uh, lovely header from Martinelli's uh, great delivery uh, from from the set piece from the corner.
1: I'm a bit disappointed because well, I never I never really film uh, because that was right in front of me. I was six rows behind that, so I was right next to Martinelli. when he delivered it and I was actually filming up until the point where he kicked the ball, but I never filmed during the match. Cause like I was just trying, you know, just focus on the game. Like I hate, you know, I hate it when people like start filming a penalty. I'm like, no, no, just live in the moment and you'll pick it on TV. Mm-hmm. But up until that, but it was right in front of me and it was, it was really exciting, but we, we, we certainly deserved it. Right. I mean, straight from the off, we were up in their faces and um, we were playing good football and, you know, we, we certainly deserved that lead. It was probably quite an easy goal. Um, but it was a Thomas Party goal, so mm, <laughs> no complaints yeah, sure. there. You know that that's always yeah. very fun. Mm.
0: I then just go straight off of that, like what was it like three minutes, three minutes later when when you had that lovely, lovely curl? Yeah. So uh, yeah, that was so close.
1: That was getting there. Go on, sorry, yeah,
0: yeah. He's no, I mean that. Uh, he's been trying for quite some time now uh, with with a long distance shot uh, but but uh, now he seems, to, he seems to get closer
1: for sure yeah he's getting closer but still not scoring any like actual shots just headers from corners but I swear like in the stadium every time he gets the ball in a relatively decent position people shout shoot and I don't know if they're joking or they're stupid but like I'm just like, what are you doing? And everyone goes, no, no, don't shoot. And then he shoots and often he misses. But um, no, I was, I was happy for him to get the goal. That that was a weird, the, the, the point you're mentioning there was a really weird build-up play because there was a point where I think Lacazette should have shot. But then he back-heeled it to, to Saka. Saka <clears> kind of could have worked himself an angle, but he passed it to Xhaka to take a shot. Xhaka's shot got deflected it kind of then broke out someone else who could have shot he then laid it off for party and party just went whack and it looked like it was going way wide and it just curled back and it hit the post hmm hmm yeah a shame. It, it went a yeah, it is a shame it is a shame but um, yeah uh, hey another goal from a corner another another kudos to our set piece coach who seems to be doing wonders
0: I mean throughout the game I think I think we had great delivery from uh, on those set pieces uh, I think like uh, for the second goal as well, it was a free kick that uh, led up to, to the penalty. Uh, so I mean, great delivery from both de uh, God's uh, left foot, but also from Martinelli's right foot,
1: right? Yeah, that's completely true. Completely true. And um, yeah, it was it was amazing. And um, yeah, I've, I've been reading. You know, we've conceded uh, 119 corners this season. Haven't conceded yet goal Mm. yeah so like 119 that we faced and and not a single one that we've conceded so the the set beast coach seems to be doing a miracle right um Mm. we're like this is the one thing we're supposed to be bad at and we're actually doing really well so yeah i certainly feel good but it's actually leicester that seem to be on the other side of it at the moment don't they i mean they seem to be conceding left right and center from from all sorts of corners but um but if yeah, was- I mean that that, that, that that can be the
0: difference in, in, in a season, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, if if you're as Leicester, you can see like 13 corners during the, the whole season, and like Arsenal, you can see uh, nothing. Then yeah. I mean that could that could be uh, the tipping point of the season that, that you tip on on the good side and you manage to get to see a point, uh, see a spot in the
1: end. Yeah, it really is, and he um like Leicester Le- 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 Le have been you know guilty of it themselves, being so close last season and the season before has been top four. I think it's on the last day they've been picked twice. And, uh, you know, it it just gets to the point where it's the fine margins that you end up regretting and you look back on uh, the hardest and those conceding stupidly from corners is always something that we rude back in the day. And when we had Mustafi and, you know, God knows who else defending our box. (laughs) So things have certainly moved up. But... um, yeah, and then it, Saka, I think in the first 15 minutes, I just thought it's worth mentioning, um, was electric. Like, he was unstoppable. I think there could have been a penalty that I actually don't think it was looking at the replays, but it felt like it at the time it was an unbelievable run he went on. And some of the things that he's doing, he's just maturing better and better, would you not think?
0: Mm, yeah, I thought about that as well. And also when you have someone overlapping him, uh, like said, it was doing during that period of time. Uh, then I mean, he's, he's unstoppable. Uh, then, then I mean, uh, the defender—they have no idea what to do. Should they should they go for for Cedric and, and await the pass, or should they try to to cut him uh, so it doesn't like so th- they doesn't allow him to go in?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's um, like the way that Cedric or you know would be who opens up space for him, just creates chaos, right? I mean, mm. because they're trying to double up in him. As it is, they're already trying to layer up on it and all these players are. So, it's certainly opening up space and, and certainly bringing up gaps.
0: um was- one thing they were doing, especially mm. around around that time, uh, they were also putting out the uh, the guard uh, on the right on the right hand side, meaning mm. that there were three against two out there. Uh, so they needed backup, and they had no idea what to do with with Saka because they already had uh, two guys, right? So they had uh, Martin to keep on control of, and then also Cedric, uh, and then yeah. they were just Open space for Saka.
1: Yeah, it's true. It's certainly true. And I, I can't believe we've got what, 10 minutes in? We haven't even mentioned Martin Odegaard yet. Oh my god, mm. what a player, right? Mm. Mm. He um he just looks comfortable, strong in the groove. He looks every bit the player we ever hoped he could be. And I'm sure we'll get onto in a bit what the details of that. But even from the first minute, it, he look he looks like a natural leader. He looks like the man and I mentioned this I think on a couple of podcasts now but it, it, look, it does look more and more like he's the man of this and I guess when you look back he's he's been playing since he was 15 um, got his big move to Real Madrid been about the block a bit but really he's he's had like a seven year top level career at the moment across various leagues so you know I suppose that would normally be like a 28 29 year old really that's had that level of experience um, albeit not with like a consistent home and do you think he do you think he's really starting to feel like he's at home at the moment
0: feels like it yeah for sure uh, and uh, i mean it's also getting the connection with the other players i think we nowadays all like all, right, have the set starting 11 that that we should go for uh, yeah. we don't have any cup matches we don't have any any rotation in that sense uh, meaning that he just get to know everyone better and better for each match yeah uh, and i think he, he seems he seems to love it
1: yeah. Yeah, no, he, he really does. It's um, he's looked like the best player on the pitch in quite a number of games he's played for us now, um, particularly recently. And I'm starting to think that Real Madrid are going to be looking back, thinking, "What have we done?" They're playing Danny Ceballos in some games. It's like, mate, what are you doing? Like, can you imagine having that, but um, yeah, no, it, it, it's it's really good. It's really, it's so good to to see him like being the player he can be, and it's 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 not surprised me, but it's it surprised me how early it's happened and how strong it's come on. You know. <clears throat> Mm. and we were
0: when we were about to sign him I was kind of afraid that they would uh, add like a buyback clause because uh, they're often doing that for, for players they, they do see a potential in and then selling to, to, to another club uh, to at some point get him back when, when they have uh, developed uh, but luckily uh, they don't have that so I mean he will be ours and he will be ours for, for quite some time now hopefully for the rest of his career
1: yeah, I hope so. Hopefully they'll get he'll get Champions League for us and they'll all get nice big contracts and they won't be going anywhere. That'd be quite nice. Makes um sense. yeah, the, the, looking like the business that we've done. I mean, if you actually look at some of the summer transfer windows uh, purchases, you've got Erdegaard, Gabriel, Tomiasu, Ramsdale, actually Sambi Lakonga, which which we'll, we'll get on to later. I'm quite keen to pick on up on that. But really, four out of five of those are consistent first team. I missed ben, one. ben White, as ben well. White. I do not to say Ben White. I mean, this is staple first team members. These are like serious, serious players and, you know, very much a part of our squad. And they're all certainly a lot better than I think a lot of people in the media gave us credit for. And I do wonder now that it was on a Sunday night yesterday, it was against Leicester who were definitely a big team um, playing that well. I think other people are really going to start picking up on this. Um hmm last time we won uh we beat watford but that day man united lost it's against man united meant uh, manchester city so it took a lot of the media attention away from hmm. just how good these these kids are yeah for sure. um, and then today you know yesterday i should say it to be fair man united won 3-2 and they beat uh but that was the day before and actually the media attention was kind of focused on arsenal for the day so we I think eyes are starting to turn. People are starting to really think, well, actually, these, these are a good team. We've been a joke for a very long time. I don't know about you, but I've been scrolling through various social media channels and I'm starting to see like memes saying, hang on, are Arsenal actually quite good? You know, like It's <laughs> this, this not something we've had a long time. So, I don't know. Uh, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I, I think that uh, we have had some other memes going around for, for quite some time now and yeah. I think it's time for us to, to, to turn it around. Uh, so, so, finally, finally, yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, as you said, I mean, uh, there have been some some great signings last last summer, uh, and I do think that uh, uh, in in a critical part of the game, just just a few minutes later on, w- what what we already talked about. So I think mm. yeah, like 25th minute, uh, I think Leicester had a, a great opportunity to score, uh, but then uh, Ben White came with a critical sliding yeah. tackle that was amazing.
1: Unreal, unreal. It happened a couple of times. And actually, from that 25th minute or even a bit earlier, I can't remember, there was um, certainly a long, long period of time where Leicester had the ball. I don't know if that was by design where we let them have the ball for a bit or we just couldn't get a foot in. But uh, they didn't seem to be creating much, but they definitely had the better of the game. Um, So it wasn't like complete control. um, But it sounds like Arteta isn't quite, you know, what do you say, death by 300,000 passes. Or something like that. Um, mm. That's his his method now. Albeit, if he used to be his method now of defending or, or keeping control of the game is definitely by having the ball. And uh, yeah, we, we definitely didn't have that for the last last uh, bit of the sec- first half. Mm. And I
0: think uh, very tactical. But that was pretty clear what what they wanted to do. Right, uh, yeah. they wanted to attack on our on our right, on our right side, on Cedric because uh, yeah. they saw like. The opportunity there to do something, and I think during that period of time uh, they managed to do it as well. Uh, just just before that sliding tackle, they also had a, a great ball behind the defense where Cedric were like ten meters out of position, so ten meters kind of uh, down compared to to the rest of the the, the back line. Yeah, uh, and that was that was pretty close. A uh, Great save from from Ramsdale. No, it was it was actually Cedric who came back, uh, yeah. and then then he got a corner.
1: Well, that was it. Well, then there was that free kick, wasn't there, that, um, that Ramsdale saved unbelievably well? Mm, I had such header, a good yeah. view for that. Yeah. It was the other side, but like we had, like we were in line with the header and it was like goal. It was just goal. And then his, his finger just comes out of nowhere and bam, hand goes up, tips over the bar. And Ram, Ramsdale's had, a, again, I don't want to say a difficult few weeks because he hasn't been bad and he's not been on the losing side at all, even. You Know, conceded that many, um, but he has been a little bit sloppy in the way he builds up. And actually, I think his save and some of the way he was distributing was was unplayable at points. agree, yeah, yeah. Ooh, I think we lost the internet, yeah, it was all good. Um, so, um, yeah, and then it came to the second half, and I think we came out of the blocks pretty quickly. Um, it was more of the same, I must say, I, I, I kind of thought Saka and Marcinelli, as good as they were on the ball. I do think that uh, I don't know if this came across on television or if you think the same, but it did kind of feel like everything other than getting themselves into a position to shoot is elite. Like they, the way they run, the way they beat a man, but yes, they almost seemed like they were just cutting inside and shooting and it would always be blocked. I, there just seemed to be like a really high number of blocked shots, particularly from those two players. And I, maybe it's a bit of brain tiredness. Maybe yeah, actually just was good defending. I don't know, but um, it seemed like that was just something just missing from those two. Mm, yeah, I agree.
0: Uh, I think uh, Martinelli did it uh, a bit better going down a few times as well, going on the shoreline. And uh, I mean, if he can just uh, get his passes straight and uh, to 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 a teammate, uh, then we'll also score a lot more goals uh, from from those kind of attacks.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And look, it's only it's, it, it, I think I, I think it's actually probably a byproduct of the fact that they're getting so noticed and so recognized that people are just doubling up on them because they can't they can't cope with them. And and I think mm-hmm. that's, that's probably just the next step of somebody who is so good. Right? The next step, step in development right, is probably, you know, having to deal with that issue, deal with being known, deal with people understanding what you're going to do and doubling up. Um but actually that creates more space for everybody else, and particularly for Saka, that's a gold mine because of the way he can run into space and distribute it, you know, if there's more space to distribute to then you know win-win-win. Mm. Um yeah, Luke
0: Thomas had a had a hard, hard day at work yesterday. He did, he did.
1: They always do a left back for them. <laughs> I love it. Exactly. How um what did you think of Greenwich Xhaka's position?
0: I think it's getting there. Uh, I mean to 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 be honest, uh I haven't been his biggest supporter for quite some time. Yeah, uh, probably after that kind of incident with with the uh, with the armband and everything. But uh, but uh, in the last couple of months, I think uh, together with Thomas uh, just built a fortress uh, in the middle, uh, and uh, I, I love what I see.
1: Yeah, no, he's good. He's good. He's um, it, I, the the thing that worries me about Granite Jack playing well is that there's usually a, uh, a big mistake around the corner, <laughs> yeah, which worries me a bit, but he's playing like a slightly different position now. Like being pushed up the field a little bit seems to negate the, um, the kind of vulnerability of him being open to getting himself a red card or having to be the last man or do something stupid. Um, it seems to be, he's kind of nowhere near those positions. So, you know, I'm, I'm all for it. I think it's quite clear that he's not going to be the best at what he does. Um, I think there's clearly like a need for another 8 or somebody to come in to be the player that we now need um, and maybe this is the way we move on from having to rely on Joe Granit Xhaka but uh, yeah it's, it seems like a progression and having that 4-3-3 three, three option is, is, is really good um, so it's good to see him there weird seeing him in quite advanced positions though it's quite funny, he always looks a bit like lost <laughs>
0: I mean uh, the reason why we bought uh, Thomas is that uh, because we wanted him to to take a lot of responsibility on our midfield, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think he's finally finally doing that. Uh, I've been hoping for for him to succeed for one and a half year now, and uh, finally we see it.
1: Yeah. Which is um, yeah, it's it's relieving. I know we were all a bit worried at points, but actually he was just somebody that clearly had, he he just gets suckered down by injuries, doesn't he? You know, and we've kind of been in that cycle where. He, he's he been injured and then comes back and it's difficult for him and he's not performing that well and he gets injured again and now he's got a consistent run in the team. He's looking fresh, he's looking new, he's looking like he can turn a transition into anything. Um, he can shove people off the ball. I mean, he looks like he's got everything um, and I just hope he can continue that, you know, and... At home and if we have party Erdegaard and, and even Xhaka playing like that as a mid midfield three, I, I do think will cause Liverpool problems. What will happen against them, I don't know. Um, you know, it's it's obviously likely we'll lose, I'm sure, with that world class attack, but Salah's out. I think anything can happen. But um but hey, Fred, we, we got a penalty. We got <laughs> we got finally. A, we uh... finally got a penalty. I ca- I cannot believe we got a penalty.
0: And he got in as well. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, straight up, straight up in, in the roof. Uh, lovely to see.
1: What did you think about the decision itself?
0: Uh, I'm not sure if you saw it uh, from like in the stadium. Uh, it, was, yeah. it was hard to tell on the telly. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it looked like a handball. It definitely did. Uh, and I mean, if it was, then, then definitely a penalty. Uh, so, so, yeah. Mm.
1: Because from our position, we were celebrating because so we thought we thought it was a goal, um, and then we sort of looked around and they were still playing, and everyone's hands were up like, "What was going on?" Um, so it was difficult to tell. I'm not going to lie; none of us actually knew what had happened, but we were all very convinced whatever had happened it should have been a penalty, having not known. <laughs> so we, uh, yeah, we, we had no idea. Um, but looking at the replays, to be honest. I, I, it was definitely a red penalty. It's just whether or not it should have been a red card, and it was a deliberate handball when there was a shot on an open goal. And I, I, I don't know how that wasn't a red card, but whatever, you know, we got a penalty, slotted it away, very happy indeed. And um, and that was it. Really, it, it was never really any threat after that. Um, in 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 both directions, I think Emil Smith had a good chance when when he came on. Mm-hmm. Um, the substitutes that came on, we had uh, Eddie Nketiah and and Emil Smith Rowe. Miss Smith Rowe looks good again. Um, Eddie and Eddie did and Anyone else come on? Did Pe- Pe- Pepe did come on. Pepe did come on. No. He did, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, didn't didn't see him too much, t- to be fair. Um, but I think we rounded it up quite well. Did Did you see um, Brendan Rodgers uh, after the Ramsdale save? Uh, no, I didn't. it's so funny he like turns around to the camera and just gives this look of like fair that's an unbelievable save and there's nothing i could have done about that there's two really good shots of him and one's from the last leicester game where james madison scored that oh shot with that free kick that ramsdale saved and he puts his hands up in the air like this as if he scored and ramsdale saves it and he's like that's ridiculous he does the mm. same thing again for Ramsdale uh, yesterday when he saves it. His head is gone, he's got hands in the air, and then Ramsdale saves it. And he's like, well, this is just a joke. Um, but he came out afterwards and was just like, he's England's number one. And he's just mm. so good. So, Which I can see. I can definitely see. It's a so, time right? I mean, yeah. Saskia
0: can't, can't, can't keep on going with, with Pickford. Uh, uh, he needs to be the number
1: one from now on. I do, I do wonder this though, because it's like, if you look at the England team, Maguire, Stones, Pickford Um, even at points do you remember like the Andros Townsend era like I know he's not playing now but it seems to be that Southgate and England will pick people who are on like England form Mm. do you know what I mean rather than like club form Mm. Mm. so and I do wonder if that's going to play a part in it and to be honest for all of Pickford's being up and down I do think he's consistently performed for England and he's been really good in tournaments and going Mm. into the World Cup that we could actually win maybe a keeper with experience rather than bringing in Ramsdale. But it, I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, I think Ramsdale is definitely the next one, whatever happens to Pickford in, in the long term. So I'm, exactly. I'm certainly looking forward to seeing, seeing more of that. But, um, but yeah, wrap like he's playing
0: championship football next year. Sorry? Yeah. Seems like Pickford is playing championship football next year. I
1: know, right? God, God my, my housemate's actually an Everton fan. So uh, I, I would be sad for him. Um, but Everton beat us this season. So... And they stamped on Tom Yasu's face, so quite frankly, to go down. That's me, mate. Um, Sure. I mean, anything else to say about the game in particular? I I, I, kind of wanted to give a shout-out to to Lacazette. I thought he was really good. I thought, again, what he does and the way he helps other people be good in this team is is really irreplaceable. Um, We just, whatever that next striker looks like, you know, none of us quite know yet. But certainly at the moment, he's making the team play really well and allowing others to be great.
0: Mm, mm, Indeed. Um, That link-up play has been uh, so good lately. Uh, And I mean, uh, if if we're going for another striker, which it seems like uh, for the next season, uh, that person needs to have the link-up play as well. uh, Because it seems to be crucial for, for, for our attacks.
1: It really does, doesn't it? And it just makes everything better. And I'm quite curious to see. Like, I don't think... Any striker, like in this system with these players, um, is going to come in and, and just off the first game start playing as well as Lacazette has been. Um, and, and that's not to say Lacazette is a great striker because I think he's, he's you know, he's, he's good, but he's definitely not great. But as a part of the system, he's definitely working. And I just wonder, even if a, like if a great striker came in, even you no, know, Bamyang a great example of it. Great striker, playing unbelievably well at Barcelona but in this sense, it just didn't it wasn't it wasn't his thing here. So we've got to get this next signing completely right. Like we, whatever happens it needs to be perfect. And um I wouldn't mind keeping Laka for another season to help us find that, you know, even if it's just a as a substitute, pay him good money. We've got, you know, maybe Champions League and all that sort of stuff. So I don't hmm. know. I don't know. Indeed. Who was your I, man I of mean- the match? Oh, sorry, you go on, you go, you go.
0: No, I mean, uh, if, if we can't find uh, the striker we're looking for this summer, I think we can uh, keep Laka for at least one more year, because uh, okay. it seems to be working very well right now. Uh, so I, w- I would rather go for 100%, like, when we're 100% sure, and then, like, just splash the bank and and, and go for it. But but otherwise, let's keep LACA.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, it's got to be the right person, and hopefully you know, hopefully we get um, some Champions League and then that will open up a lot more doors for us. Hopefully. Mm. Hopefully. Um, who who was your man of the match?
0: It needs to be Thomas Partey, right?
1: Yeah, it's your, your man of the match. Yeah, I think <laughs> he was. He, he was amazing. Again, I think, mm. you know, second game in a row, um, pro- probably third or fourth, to, to be honest. But, you know, in, in such a... Uh, a dominant performance i think yeah i think it really highlighted what he could do both at the back and at the front um particularly the way he links up and if like that. so no he was yeah. he was amazing could have
0: he got a a of... crucial. Exactly. he got us the crucial one nil uh, and then he had that shot that we talked about but also i think just just the calmness that he provides to the team and on like on the pitch it's, it's so needed so needed especially for the youngsters i'd say
1: yeah i agree i agree um my, my, I, I think it's hard. Odegaard's the obvious one for me. I, I thought it, it was really obvious on the pitch, um, just how much of a leader he's really becoming and how much like influence he's having over everybody else. The way he was bringing people over. There was one point where he, like, it was their throw-in in their half. And he was shouting at everyone to come in, and you know, for want of a better phrase, box them in, squeezing people, make telling people what to do. Granite, like he was telling Granite Jackle what to do, telling Party like this is a leader. And I thought this was another coming of age performance, and I was, I was, I was buzzing for him to be honest, and I was certainly buzzing for myself. So, uh, but it was good. Oh, I, 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 I can't look past him really. I do think um, Ben White and Gabriel had particularly good games. I think <clears throat> Gabriel was extremely solid, and Ben White proved yet again how good he can be. Um, interesting one. He's no other English centre-back, has as many clean sheets as him. No. There you go. It's That's all you need to know. Uh, he should be starting for the World Cup. No, I don't know. Let's not get exactly, that with It is interesting what's going to happen with Maguire there, though, because he's playing really badly, but he's been playing really well for England. Mm. Um, not that that necessarily means anything, but uh, I suppose as a Swedish fan, you don't really care. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly, exactly. So please uh, keep my guy on the pitch.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Who's your, who's your dick of the day?
0: Dick of the day, I go for Michael. Uh I mean, uh, I think he did a pretty good match, uh, but I think like the way he's complaining at all time. During the penalty, after the penalty, after the game, he went to the referees and stood stood there for like five minutes, just screaming at them. Basically, mm. uh, I think that that uh, makes him disturb the dick of the day, right?
1: Yeah, I agree. He he does it all the time. It's so annoying. Look, and and I will I will be fair. He had a point. <laughs> like it wasn't the penalty. It was Saka. Saka was about five yards in the box when he took the penalty. Now, I've seen a lot of Premier League games this season and with that incident, and people have been like an inch in the box and they've had to retake the penalty. It happened to Brighton Man United. Uh, it's happened to Man United again, actually, another time that one went against, one went for. And like, Saka was very, very in the box. And uh, yeah, anyway, I, I don't know if even that was his complaint. But what I did like is because he, I don't know if you remember this because it was more against England, but when Denmark were going to play England, he was, pr- he was properly on England's back like and so we were so happy when because I was at the England Denmark game. Um and you know, he saved the penalty and Kane scored and he was just a whiny little I was like, Yeah, do you know what, mate, you deserve this, go away. Like, yeah. So it was great. Um kind of, kind of the same person,
0: kind of as as Ramsdale. I mean, this is a yeah. person you love to have in your team, right? But but the uh, facing them, it's always it's always awful and you hate them.
1: That's true. That is very true. I think that um there was a moment actually I, I missed it. But there was one goal kick that Ramsdale uh, took next to the Leicester fans. I think he would have taken more, but there was one point that all the fans went, oh, you're ah. It was really loud. And I turn around. I didn't catch it. I want to know if Ramsdale turned around and did the did the thing. Um, I want to find out. I don't know. I'm going to have to give it a Google. But, but um, my dick of the day uh, was actually my friend Rick. Um, <laughs> my friend Rick was very late. Uh, we were supposed to meet up at the pub. And uh, we tried, but I think he was he was still feeling it from the night before. And we we both missed each other. And I had a whole picture of Guinness uh, that I was supposed to share between me and him and actually ended up sharing it with other people and having a tiny bit myself. So uh, it was all a bit of a mess. We met up afterwards and had had, had a little drink, but uh, it was just a bit of a mess. I'm going to give my dick of the day to my good friend, Rick, who I hope is listening. Um, and I suppose you can't really comment on that, mate, because you don't know my mate Rick, but it was a bit of a nightmare. Oh, uh, I join um, in on that one. You can, you can. <laughs> right, next one. Questions. Thanks, everybody, okay. for sending you questions in. Again, it's always very, very lovely, and very useful. So, uh, let's go through it. Okay, um, let's look forward. So, JK Robbie says Liverpool home on Wednesday. Nervous? Yes. <laughs> Nervous. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen?
0: Uh, I mean, if, if we can get uh, the same 11 out there uh, and uh, if we can perform in, in, in the same way uh, and uh, if we can also keep that kind of calm attitude and relaxed attitude uh, and, and not be as afraid as we've been, I'd say, uh, towards yeah. the big teams lately. Uh, then I think we do have a great shot. And uh, to keep in mind as well, I mean Liverpool is also doing. They just faced Inter in, in, in a two leg game uh, in the Champions League. Uh, they're also still in at in, least some cups. Uh, I'm not fully sure, but but uh, at least in in one of them. Um, and uh, so they have played a lot more minutes than we have done. Uh, mm. So hopefully that will that will play out during the game.
1: Yeah, I think. Look, if you're going to play Liverpool. Play them when you're on like a however many game winning streak. You know, we've won out of the last 11 games. I think we've only dropped points in two, uh, which is unbelievable, really. And that was that was included a loss against Man City that we all really felt we should have won. Um, so there's definitely a of momentum going into this. Um, that being said, <laughs> they are the best team in the world and I do expect to lose. And that's totally fine um i uh and i just want to see a good performance and if we can have uh, let's say if it feels an unjust way to lose then it's probably losing in the right way like i want to i want i think we have the capacity bit to be the best performing team on the day do we have the conviction or the experience to beat this liverpool side I, we could get lucky and that's what we can hope for but i think a lot of teams have played better than, let's say, Liverpool against Liverpool or Man City against Man City, but not come away with anything. And, and we, we're one of those who went to Man City. And if that's what we can do, then that's what we can do. But I just don't want to be humiliated. Hmm. Uh, we, that's not what the team yeah, needs right now.
0: Yeah, and the pressure is on Liverpool, right? Uh, yeah. They can't afford to drop points uh, because of the title race. They're three, three points behind City, I think. Yeah. Uh, so they can't afford to, to lose points and also going in as, as big favourites still. Uh, but uh, if, if we can perform in, in the way that we have done lately, and I would love to have Tomiyasu back on the right back, uh, yeah. then, then I think we can definitely beat them.
1: Are they, that's a good point. Is this their game in hand? That's a, good, that's a really good point. I'm going to have to look at this because like that, that's massive. Because so so basically, can they go level on points with Man City?
0: I think I think there will still be three points behind.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's have a look at the table. Let's get this up. It's gonna be really interesting. So so Man City, okay. No, 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 no. Oh no, no, no. They're on the same. They're on the same. Okay. But having said that, so Liverpool have actually scored three more goals than Man City. They've played the same amount of games and they're three points behind. Let's if we look at Man City fixtures uh monday the 14th oh man city are playing tonight okay well there you go there's your there's your answer so if man city play tonight oh i'll tell you what mate man city are playing tonight if they lose then then liverpool would would be playing us to go top and then they play each other in a month in a month that's crazy
0: god Yes, yeah, so as I said, they, they can't afford to lose any points right now. Yeah, uh, I mean it's the same for us, I guess. But but uh, for Liverpool, they can't afford it, and uh, they would really need to win. Uh, yeah. And uh, if we can keep keep uh, at least nil nil until like 60 minutes, they, they need to go forward, uh, and then there will be some gaps for us. Yeah,
1: yeah, I agree. And yes, you know, hopefully we can come out of a win. But let let's see. I'll be watching from afar. Um, let's take another question. OK, it's a good question, actually. So Ollie Campbell-Roger, who we know very well, um, says... Wait, let me get this question. Who will be player of the season?
0: What's your prediction Huh? Who's your pick so far?
1: Well, so I think so far, actually, is going to be a different question to what I think will be uh, by the end hmm. of the season. So so far, I think it's Saka. I I think he's been the most consistent and the most devastating. I think he's been sensational, really. I mean, I think he, he'll probably, if he continues the way he is, get, get in probably like something like a team of the season. He's been that good if he can drag us to, to top four. But my prediction at the beginning of the season was actually Martin Odegaard. I thought he would get the player of the season. And because of people's recency bias and people measure it, you know, before, how you do at the end of the season, if Martin Odegaard continues the way he is, I think he'll get over the season and probably justifiably so I don't know it's quite hard what about you?
0: Yeah I do agree uh, I would also pick Saka for now uh, but uh, I mean if, if Partey can can keep on doing what he's doing and also improve a bit more and also be that kind of leader that we need uh, mm-hmm. and uh, potentially score some goals as well uh, he's doing that now so uh, potentially score some goals and be that that leader on the pitch then, then I would probably go for Partey
1: Partey, yeah, I think that's again, and similarly to Odegaard, he was just, you know, if he can continue playing in the in, in the way he can, you know, people's recency bias and everything like that is just going to make sure that you know that, that, that nails him onto that spot. So we've certainly got the good thing is we've got options, mate. We're not relying on a Robin van Persie just to carry us through and hope for the best. You know? Um, you know, although I wouldn't wouldn't say no to a Robin van Persie right now, of course. So um let's see what else do we have. um do you think, so um, Simera Mister says, do you think Arsenal will finish in the top four?
0: I do think so. Yeah, I do, do think so. I mean, uh, going in every day, uh, checking the table, checking, <laughs> checking the schedule, uh, checking the matches for, for us and for, for our opponents. Yeah. I do think it's, uh, I mean, it is in our hands. Uh, and uh, if we keep performing as we're doing right now, uh, it will be us to lose uh but mm. uh, i think we managed to do it we don't have any cups we don't have any european football uh we only have the the premier league to focus focus on mm. uh, so the only thing that could stop us uh in my opinion that would be uh an injury on uh, on uh, thomas Partey, uh maybe shaka as well uh because i, I, I think we really be lacking options on on central Niskit.
1: we are yeah, well, that, that is it. We are a, a Lacazette injury away. We are a Crystal. We are Bakayo Saka injury away. We are like a party, someone away from being completely unravelled. And that is how fragile this team is. They're very, very strong as a first 11, maybe even first 13. Beyond that, it, it is really slim pickings. Um, and that does worry me. It, it, and, that, and I do think that's the only thing that stands in between us and a top four place. And I do think some we are going to get a, a significant injury or two. Not like a big injury, but like an injury big to, to a big player. Tommy Asu shaped us enough. And I think we managed to ride that out. And actually Cedric's done a job. But as soon as you start having to bring in El Nenny, or as soon as you start having to bring in, I don't know, Rob Holding, who I think it can be a really good player in certain environments, he's not really a starter who pins people back he's not a passer he's a very different style of player to someone like Ben White so yeah that, that makes me nervous
0: and I mean we've also gotten that that partnership that we've been looking for for quite some seasons now uh, yeah. both in, in central defense but also central midfield and, and in the in the attack as well uh, all of them knows uh, what to do uh, where where the teammates will be at any point so so yeah that would be that would be horrible if, if that happens
1: well, that's a well. Here's the next question for you then, Rory Didi. My boy, he oh. says, Uh, how does Saliba fit in next season?
0: Oh, I thought about that as well. Uh, I think it's uh, it's a really tough question. Um, uh, I haven't watched any, any Marseille games, but uh, uh, I mean, the report says that he's playing very, very well, mm. uh, so. Of course, we would need options for next season. Let's say we're playing in the in the Champions Champions League, and we also have the FA Cup. We will stay there for for a bit longer next season, hopefully. Yeah, uh, there will be a lot of matches, uh, and we will need uh, options uh, in that position. But but for now, I will not kind of tear our our central uh, defenders apart. Uh, I will probably go for for White and, and Gabriel for next season.
1: Mm, yeah, I think I would too. But what, 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 like, I don't want to get rid of Saliba. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't put him in the starting team. And I don't think we can go back to a back three. But he could be, like, he could be the kind of Tommy Yasu role if we got a more exciting right back. Do you know what I mean? So he could sort of play. No, I don't think actually. I don't, it's very difficult to get him in, is the answer, I think. Um, it is. And I think, but I also think we'll have lots of games. Like, we'll be in Europe next season, whether that's in the Champions League or Europa League, I don't know. But there will be time for him. And there will be time for a lot of players because our squad is so thin at the moment, we can't afford not mm. to. And really, if we go into next season with Saliba holding White and Gabriel and Mavrapa, not, I don't know who, no, rapper's has finally gone. He, he did go he did, Like, who 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 are our centre backs other than that?
0: I mean, we stole Chambers.
1: Uh, yep. Stole, Ch- so Chambers stole, yep. So, Let's have a look. Times, I, mean, that, I that's it. Still, that, that I that think it's it. still on
0: loan, but but they do. Uh, I, I I believe they will they will buy in uh, after the season because I think they had a pretty low like buy clause. Uh, yeah. I think it's like four mil. Uh, so so yeah, that will be those four, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. And uh, yeah, I think I think we'll probably get rid of Rob holding this this transfer window. I like, could be sad to see him go, but um, I do think that he will probably want to move on. You know, no. I think he'll probably want to find some football for himself, but um, that is interesting.
0: Hopefully some good money from Newcastle, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, although, you know, will their, will their owners be allowed to own in the next few months? Who knows? But um, another question, it's a really good question, actually. So which players from, potentially relegated sides would you take at arsenal so let's look at the teams now let's the possible candidates are let's go from brentford leeds everton watford burnley or norwich mm.
0: so i think we need uh, another another right back uh, I, I think that's been quite clear lately uh, that when Tommy Els is out, uh, the teams we're facing, they're they're using they're using that and, and they're trying to, to attack on our on our right hand side. Yeah. Uh, so I would probably go for Max Arons uh as, yes. yeah. as a substitute on the right back uh, as another option. And I think uh, Arteta would be the person using different players in different games. Uh, going forward, when he, when we do have the opportunity to do so, so if it would be a game where we will have uh, more ball and and we will we will play like uh, against against a team that falls back, uh, uh, we will have the opportunity to play a more offensive uh, like uh, right back. So that yep. would be Max Aronson in that case. Yeah, uh, I agree. For the agree. other teams, mm. Rafinha indeed. Uh, I think it's been great this season, uh, but. I also do have a hard time seeing where he would fit in. Uh, but with that being said, as we already discussed, we would need more players for next season because uh, we will have a lot more games.
1: Yeah, fair. I I, I agree um, that that would be really helpful. I look at I'm looking at Everton Everton's team now, and they do have a good first team. Like it's crazy. I mean, you know, Jordan Pickford. Um, you have got Mason Holgate. Michael Keane has a good days. Obviously, Seamus Coleman. Could be quite an interesting one. Um, really, I'll be looking at the midfield of, of uh, Alan and Decore and thinking mm. could you know snap them up? They've got obviously Dominic Calvert Lewin. Mm. Um, I mean, he, he's got linked to us quite many times, right? He uh, has, yeah. But I, would you go for him? I'm not sure, you know. I'm not sure. Like I know he's very good, but he has he, he has just come back from a big injury and he's yet to show any form, which is fine because he's still going back from it but it also be unbelievably expensive and for someone some a position that we need sent to be central to we need to be damn sure that this person's mm. going to be the next right fit <laughs> like we can't afford like to do what man united or man you know man united or chelsea do which is like spend 100 million and think well actually they're probably not right let's spend another 100 million we can't do that so it's, we need to be absolutely sure that one they're not going to be completely injury prone or at least na- negate the the uh, the risk but we also need to be sure they're stylistically the right one, and I guess I don't know is the answer. But so I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure. I, I, I don't know the answer. But so yeah, what other? I mean, so Leeds, Watford, Burnley—is there anyone there for that? There's just no one in there that I'm really that bothered about taking. I mean, Saar from Watford actually is a very mm. good player. Um, very, very good. So. That's who i think anyway right next question should we, we do two more questions two more well on that note okay so which three would you rather sign Nabri, dcl neves t eleman sterling or david and that's from jude monahan 11. so within that you got Nabri, dcl neves t elements sterling and david um there's quite a lot going on there isn't there <laughs> i think so, out of those three Neves, Nabri. no, no, T. Elements, Nabri and Sterling.
0: I probably agree on that. Uh, I mean, wings, we don't really, really need them. Uh, I do no. think we're, we're, in a, we're in a bigger need of a, of a center midfielder, and I think uh, Neves would, would, uh, would be a great fit uh, in the team. Uh, but also, emotionally,
1: it would be lovely just even read back in the team yeah really would really would um that would be so special wouldn't it hey we can dream um okay last question let's find a fun one uh do, 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 okay let's find okay we'll go rory's one well uh no, that's okay who, who what is your favorite no no we're going tanya sorry, sorry. Rory's one was about toothbrushes, and it was very silly. We're going to go for another silly one. Tanya Fossard, what type of curry would you associate to each player? So let's let's pick a curry. Um, Do you you eat much curry?
0: I don't. I don't. It's it's not a big thing in Sweden, to be honest.
1: Oh, is it not? Uh, It's not. I can only apologise then. Fair enough. (laughs) I'm I'm gonna just gonna go ahead and just answer it and then we can call it quits, but I'm gonna go ahead and attribute a chicken tikka masala to uh, Ben White because he's a very, very stand-up English bloke. He clearly goes down a curry for a couple of pints and a cheeky little curry with an armbread with the boys. So that's my I think. So I don't know that may make so much sense to you, Fred, but uh, certainly does to us on the Brit side. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, let's leave it there. It's um, It's been an exciting week. We've got Liverpool this week again, so it's very, very exciting indeed. And then after that, who do we have next week for the weekend? Let me have a quick look at our fixtures. Because I think what's important there is, I know we're playing very quickly, why don't I know? Oh, Aston Villa away. So the next two games are, like, enormous in terms of how... Like, if we get six points, if we get four points in the next two games, we're, we are flying because then we're into mm-hmm. Palace, we're into Brighton, we're into Southampton, which we know we can get momentum from. But Aston Villa away is proving extremely difficult. Liverpool are the best team in the world at the moment. Premier League, you know, Crystal Palace away, not easy. But how we do against Liverpool and Aston Villa is going to really shape how we feel about the next lot of games, I think. Yeah. Well, I'm on holiday this week, but. I'll be back next. Um, thanks, everyone, so much for listening. Fred, thanks so much for joining for the first time. Really enjoyed it. Thank you, Toby. Thank you. Nice one. Good to see you, mate. Thanks so much, everyone, for writing in. Really appreciate it. And we'll see you all on the next channel. Have a good week. Enjoy Liverpool. Goodbye.